0: everyone hello to our listeners hello to drew rice who's with me here in the studio
1: hello gabriella and hello everyone
0: really delighted to um, record and come to you with the second episode of our podcast series on the care homes option we hope you enjoyed the previous episode and that you found the information interesting and uh, maybe even helpful
1: let's just have a summary of what we learned last time
0: Okay, so our first uh, episode really try to give uh, an overview of what is a care home, uh, how does it fit into the whole system of uh, health and social care, uh, and then focus really on the homes for all the people. Um, there are two main types, uh, care homes with nursing, and care homes that are not nursing, often referred to as residential care homes. We talked about other options. Uh, Drew, you asked a very important question about what if people uh, do not want to go into a care home. Is there another option? Option, which there is, there are a few, and uh, people can go back and listen to hopefully the previous episode to learn more about that. And we finished with mentioning the roles, the very crucial roles of the local authorities and the Care Quality Commission, also known as CQC, uh, in helping people and in in regulating uh, the sector uh, of care homes.
1: Right. So what are we going to talk about today?
0: Well, I think that the next almost natural step is to talk about how and when do people start to look for a care home? Is there an optimum time? Uh, How will they be able to choose? What criteria should they consider? And uh, how will they know if a care home is a good home? And is it a good home for themselves or for their relative? And we will break it down into sort of smaller topics as we go along. But I think that that will help people to get into kind of the next stage. Uh, And then we'll progress from there in the next uh, few episodes.
1: The first question I have is when should one start searching for a care home?
0: Okay, it's a big question, um, I guess, with a big answer. Um, I would start by saying that it's very individual. Um, People make decisions uh, in different ways. Some people like to, you know, wait until something is necessary, and other people... um, research and 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 do their homework way in advance so there isn't a prescribed way Um, it's also important to remember that uh, for most people the decision to to consider the option of a a care home Mm -hmm. is not just by themselves they may have a spouse uh, there may be children and, and family uh, maybe a doctor or a nurse or somebody who who sees them on a medical uh, con- context will will start having that conversation. So normally it's not a decision that people make on their own, which is a good thing. Mm. Uh, of course, there are times when the person themselves who is maybe needing to go into a care home isn't quite able to participate very actively in the process, and I'll touch on that a little bit later as well. But the thing to remember is that it's really a life-changing decision Mm. if you think about the fact that somebody is going to not just move house but also change the way that they live. And this is on top of the fact that they may need care, which obviously is is an element of, of moving. So it is important to give it the right consideration uh, if at all possible, so that as right a decision as is possible is made with and for that person, it will make everything much better. And if you think about, you know, moving house, one doesn't wake up one morning and think, "I'm going to move house," so I'll buy this one. You you prepare for this, or change of job, or anything like that. Yeah, and so- that
1: preparation means that you have you make your own choices. Some choices to a degree,
0: you have more choices Mm. the earlier you you start. Um, In my experience, most of the admissions uh, that take place into a care home, whether they're for a permanent or as we discussed last time, even for a short period of time, um, happen because a change, something external has happened. and that this has now become something that either needs to be done straight away or let's start thinking about it. And I will try and break that down a little bit more. So I think I can distinguish between three main types of circumstances when people will start and and, uh, consider uh, a care home option. The first one, which I think is the most common, is a a real big change in someone's health or ability. A lot of the time it is after hospital admission and the person, the relatives, the medical team uh, come to the, 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 the agreement that the person cannot... Go back to where they lived before. That the care that they need continuously cannot be uh, done there. And the issue with that is normally that there is a time pressure. So if you think about somebody being in hospital, uh, we talked before about the system needing to release the bed when the care, the acute care in hospital is no longer needed, they're ready for discharge, the hospital will press. They need to go out. Now, nobody will ever end up in the street, but it means that the time to choose the right home and sort everything out is much more pressured. So although it is the most common way that people come into care homes, uh, it is not the ideal. It is not the ideal. And the process, as we will talk maybe a bit later or next time, is quite lengthy. So it's not something that can be done at the drop of a hat. The second uh, circumstance that uh, people would consider the care home option is that there's breakdown in whatever system they had at home before. So a very common scenario is that we have a situation of a couple, husband and wife. One is the main carer for the other and the main carer um, falls ill themselves or just cannot continue to do that or care that the person needs is now too much for them, Mm. and they say, I can't do that anymore, and then there is the consideration for the person going in. And that, very much like the first scenario I talked about, is normally there is the pressure because, you know, if somebody is now in hospital and can't care, that person is not safe, and it will be very important to get them into a safe environment, like a care home, as soon as possible. The last, I think, the optimal um, scenario is when people are planning ahead. So maybe the person themselves, maybe the person who is caring for them, maybe the relatives are thinking, well, there is a slow maybe deterioration. We can see that maybe in a few months, maybe even in a few years, this is not going to be the ideal situation. I've come across people who feel scared being on their own, maybe in a flat somewhere or big house. They can't look after it. Uh, They're scared that they will leave the gas on or the water and they just feel it's not, it's not urgent, but also I think I need to plan for a move. And there are lots of benefits uh, to that. And I will encourage, and I have in the past when I was asked Try and do that as soon as that seed is sown. So, first of all, because you have time to do the research and have the discussion and find out, and we'll talk about what is that research and how do you find. But I think that the most important element is that the person themselves who will be uh, moving into the care home hopefully still in a um, state of health, whether it's physical or cognitive, that they can participate and have an opinion, go and visit themselves and see what it's like and what preference there is, because they may not have the same preferences as, for example, their children, who I found are mostly the people who, who, who kind of take that role on. And another aspect I've found over the years is that when children make that decision for a parent or both parents there's quite a lot of guilt especially if the person maybe living with dementia cannot take part and it is not a, a, a t- for a child even though that child is probably also quite an adult and a mature person themselves but It's not something that children usually want to do for their parent, is to make decisions on their behalf. And I found over the years that the children of those people live with the guilt of, I have put my parent into a care home. Uh, I know that they, and they know that they do it for all the right reasons, but yet this is there. So if that discussion, if that, some of the viewing, some of the, what is important to you, discussions take place, when the person is still able to do that, it is so much better for everyone. I don't know if that answers yeah, your it question. Does, it
1: does, and again, it, it leads to that feeling of choosing, of yeah. choosing where and how and when.
0: Yeah, and this is what we will talk about next, um, which is, what shall we consider when choosing a care home. So whatever the the circumstances, a decision has been made that it is the time to start and look for a care home. Where do you start when there are literally thousands of care homes uh, around the country um, and so many variables that can be very different? The first and foremost, Uh, factor will be the type of care that the person needs, and we discussed last time whether they need nursing care or residential care, i.e. personal care, but not with nurses on site. That decision is a non-negotiable, and you would know that because somebody will tell you, or you may decide that you'll go for one or the other, and then you will kind of get to the conclusion in time. So I will not go into that because this, this, this element will n- normally not be within the person and their family. Most people, I would think, start with a geography. Where is the care home? And again, there isn't a right or wrong answer. If the person moving into the care home is on their own, they don't have family, they're not too attached to where they live now, and actually they want to live by the sea rather than in the city, then go and look over there. If there is a husband and wife and one of them is going into a care home and the other wants to be there every day and maybe doesn't drive but have to take buses, then maybe make look at care homes that are on a bus route that is easy access and that the person can handle, or indeed with family. I know a lot of families that say, oh, we live in this area and our dad who is on their own live over there. We will bring him over here. Well, maybe that's what they want as well, but they might have lots of other friends or they really like where they live. So consider the location. Uh, with a person and take all these considerations into account because it is again something that will you the person will have to live in and again there isn't as I said a right or wrong Uh, there's a huge range of environments and uh, from from very basic to opulent I used to talk about you know chandeliers and gold taps I'm sure there are homes that offer that so When we talk about fees, obviously that will be reflected, but also there is a style. What style of living do you want to be in? Do you want very large homes and there is a cafe and there is um, lots of activities? Or do you prefer something that is very, maybe a bit old-worldy and and, and not purpose-built? There are less and less of them. But again, different types of settings will suit different people. And of course, it depends what there is in the area that you have chosen. Um, cost will come into it uh, that we will really have to talk a lot more about that. And we'll have somebody coming as a guest to talk about it uh, because it's such a vast area. But it, I, I cannot ignore that and say, you know, you can go wherever you like. The, the cost will be an element of, uh, for what you choose. Um I think, as we mentioned last time, this is a home, your home, the person's home. And how it feels is very important. Is it nice? Does it feel relaxed? Does it feel somewhere where you want to be if you have to be there? Uh, Is there a feeling of safety? There's a trust kind of thing. So these are sort of things that when you start looking into them, I would suggest... Follow your gut a little bit. You know, if it feels right, then it is possible. If it doesn't feel right, then it's probably not right for you. It doesn't mean it's a bad home. Um, And there are other elements, as we mentioned before, kind of cultural, that can be faith-based or it can be ethnic, where people from a particular group you know french speaking spanish speaking uh where the food and the music and the other people feel like this is the environment that and the community that i want to be and these are all things to consider but once you put all that together actually it's not a huge amount it no. it, it is something that basically you will know whether the person who's going to move into can see themselves living there rather than where they are
1: so, let's say you've made a short list of three or four homes. How do you begin to assess them? How do you find out the details?
0: Okay. Um, again, there isn't a particular way, but I think that to start with, um, have you? has anyone mentioned the home? Do you know anyone that, you know, again, if it's local, maybe people know about it, they can give some some information maybe you know somebody who lives there uh, which of course is is a very good way of getting extra information Uh, for those people who are internet savvy such a great resource every home will most homes these days will have a website Uh, if they're part of a big chain then again there will be a lot of information have a look and we'll talk a little bit about what exactly should one look for We mentioned the report from the Care Quality Commission. They're all on the Care Quality Commission website. Um, It is a legal requirement for care homes to display their report. So, again, while it may not be the only thing that you will consider, I hope it's not the only thing you consider, there may be something there that you think um, this is definitely off the list or this is definitely... A top runner. So make that. And it, it, all these things will give you quite a, a rounded start to at least uh, see kind of a, 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 a vetting order about which ones are the front runners and maybe which ones are the reserves. It can all change. But I think the, and I found that the best ways to find, and again, I mentioned so many times, this is such a personal, individual decision that. Talking to somebody within the care home, preferably the manager, but they're busy people and they may have other people who are dealing with new applicants, especially if it's a bigger home or part of a a, a bigger chain of homes, and a visit. These are the two things that will give you most of the information that you need in order to make the decision.
1: So what exactly am I looking for?
0: Okay. I would suggest to ring first, never show up on the doorstep. Uh, This is somebody's home. So, again, have the respect to call in advance. And there is a lot that one can elicit just from how a call is answered. How easy is it? Um, do you have to, you know, stay on the line for a very long time because nobody picks up the phone? Now, it can be that they're very busy. If you call at 8 o'clock in the morning, it probably wouldn't be the best time. Um, If you ask to speak to the manager or somebody about uh, coming to the home, how do they respond? And again, how easy is it to get access? Because that's a reflection of what will happen if a relative then wants to ring and find out, Or speak to you. So it's just about the customer service and how does that business basically run? If they say, oh, the person is not here, they will ring you back. Do they ring you back? So it's all that, as I said, customer service information and the feel that you get from the people that you speak with. And of course, then you can ask some specific questions about this is where we are, do you take admissions, do you have vacancies? Because it can be all preferred home, but the person is in hospital needing to come out and they have no vacancies and a six-month waiting list. Well, you know, this is not one that you may want to go for. Um, The next step, and I think probably the most important one, and I led lots of lots of visits uh, during my uh, work in care homes, And it works both ways in terms of, don't forget, it's a a mutual assessment because although homes, I won't say vet people who come, well, in some ways they do. They need to find out about the care needs and the fact that can they actually uh, meet them. But also, will the person fit in with everything else? And a lot of the time about the family, because as we will talk about later in, in the series, The relationship between the person, their relative, the active relatives, um, and the care team are absolutely crucial for a successful care partnership. But when you go into a care home, and it will be the same if you send your children to school or you're going to choose somewhere to work during your employment, all the clues about what does it feel like. Is the other people who are responsible for this place, do they take good care of it? Because if the walls are peeling and the plants are dead, well, how are they going to look after my person or after me, if it's the person themselves? So if is the place well maintained, is it loved? It may not be new. There are lots of homes where the building is old and not modernised, but the care is absolutely fabulous. But it's good to take that into account. How are you received? How is the reception area? Um, Obviously, the next thing is who greets you and how do they do that? It could be a carer. It could be the manager. It could be they have an applications person. But it's the manner, what kind of attitude do they have? Are they friendly? Are they welcoming? Are they warm? Uh, If they don't treat a new person very well, somebody they don't know, well, again, the question is, you know, will they be nice to the person who needs to live there? Now, obviously, always take into account things happen in a care home that maybe take somebody off guard. But I'm sure anyone who listens will will understand what I'm talking about in general. Um, Look at people who live there. We refer to them as residents. Other people may talk to them as clients and in other ways. But the people who live there, how are they dressed? Look at their hands and nails and their hair. Is it done? Do they look groomed? Do the men look as if they've been shaved unless they actually grow uh, a, a beard? But are people well looked after? Can you see staff and how are they moving in the place? Do they look as if they are intimidated, uncomfortable themselves or stressed out? Do they interact with the residents when they go by? It can be just very quick because they are very busy, but do they seem that they know who they're talking about? Um, Do they greet you even though they don't know who you are? So it's all that that really gives you clues into... What does it feel to work there? What does it feel to live there? Um, And we'll help you to get a sense. And of course, after that, uh, you asked before if it will take hours. Normally a visit, better planned than otherwise, Uh, by appointment. You will be shown a bedroom, some of the communal areas, what kind of activities. You can ask to see the activities program. Maybe say hello to the residents and see how they are taking into consideration what time you are visiting. An eight o'clock visit, probably not the best because everybody's busy getting up. If you go at 12, 30 or one o'clock, they're probably having their lunch and won't want to engage with you. Uh, I would say in most care homes, at between 2 to 3.30, probably everybody's having, or most people will be having a nap. But if you go mid-morning or mid-afternoon, I think you will get a good sense of what is it like and hopefully an opportunity to ask lots of questions. What happens at night time? Am I allowed to visit? Um, et cetera. You will have a list of questions.
1: You've made your choice. How do you begin the process? How do you apply? Where does it start?
0: So let's hope that, yeah, that has happened. It's always a, a, a nice place to be when you, you know that you found a place that the person will feel good at. And of course, given that um, there is um, a, a vacancy and they are happy to, to start the process, Don't be surprised if the first or one of the first questions that you asked is, are you going to fund this yourself or will somebody, will it be by the local authority? I can understand that people feel, oh, the only thing they care about is the money. Why are they starting with that? It is because the process of application is slightly different. If you think about it, if you fund it yourself, then it really is between you and the care home. But if a local authority is involved, then they become part of it. So let's start with somebody who will pay for it themselves. They have found the place and now the next thing will be to contact the home and say, I'm very interested. And um, they will then take charge in a way of the process. And what they will do normally is have some kind of application form, which they will send to the person who takes um, takes the lead on the application. When all the details are returned, and it will be, a lot of it will be to do with with the care that the person needs, the help, the support that they need. There will be more other questions about who, for example, has the authority to deal on their behalf if they're not doing it themselves. There will be an assessment that will need to uh, take place. The care home will need to establish in advance what are the care needs of that person and that they can actually fulfil them. Do they need nursing? Now, it can be that it is a home with nursing, but maybe they have a problem with with nurses at the moment so they can't take any more people or they have too many people with a particular need uh, and they can't take any more so just because the care needs are nursing and this is a nursing home is not the end of the story and they have to and it is a, a legal requirement for a care home to have an assessment prior to admission to establish that they can safely meet the needs of that person at the at that time And they also have an obligation not to take somebody where they can't meet the needs. So it's not they're just being nasty and not being very nice. They actually have to be absolutely sure. And of course, it is in the person and everybody's best interest. They either separately or sometimes at the same time, depending on the abilities of the person who is going to be the resident, will arrange a visit. And that visit, Drew, will take a few hours normally. So the person is invited for maybe a few hours, sometimes a whole day, to spend time in the care home. Um, They will be part of whatever activities take place, probably have a meal. And it gives them, again, the opportunity to feel what it's like. It also gives the home... And the staff team there, the ability to assess what needs to be done, how the person is uh, interacting and how they fit in with the whole. Because don't forget, again, it's a close community, maybe not the whole home, but the unit. And they need to make sure that it all is working together. Uh, and that is a perfect opportunity to do that. Um and then, really, there will be there come a point where everything is agreed. There will be an offer made, a contract sent out, and once this is signed, um, there is an agreement as to the best time for the person to move in. And we'll talk a bit more about what it's like to move in, how to prepare for that, what to look out uh, in a contract, and how to to make sure that you are familiar you are. Um, well-informed about what that means. Uh, But also there is a last part of the process, which is that there should be normally six to eight weeks after admission, a review, just to make sure that it fits and it works for everybody. I mentioned earlier that this is the process for somebody who pays for their own care, a self-funder, uh, private funder, again, people talk about it in in just a variety of terms. If somebody is um, eligible to be funded by the local authority, then the local authority will have to first assess them financially that they are eligible for funding and for care needs. So the care um, the the local authority may, Assess somebody and say that their needs are not high enough, or they don't—they're uh, not eligible for their funding. Doesn't mean that they are not eligible for 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 other care. Or they may say, "Well, yes, you have high needs, but you don't go over under the thresholds that will qualify you for local authority funding." I won't go into too much detail today because that will be part of the session when we talk about fees and costs and all the legal stuff. Uh, But it is important to know that that is another element. Everything else will then be very similar and you still have your visit and you still have uh, everything else. But that um, it's not a barrier. But as the local authority may be the one that pays, then they will have a say as to how to proceed and they will be the one who will sign the contract. It's a contract between the local authority and the provider. That is if the local authority pays the full fee. And again, there's there's shades to that, which we will discuss next time. So when I reflect back on what we said before in terms of when to start the process, I think it's quite clear to all of you, our listeners, that it can be quite lengthy. It takes time to do that and especially, you know, so if it's done when the person is in a hospital needing to be discharged, it's very difficult to do that. And while a home will do everything they can to speed it up, it's not something that is done in in a few days. So even more reason to do all the research before, even say we're interesting, but interested but we'll leave it now. You don't ever have to use it if that does never comes to it, but at least it's there should the uh, need or the decision be made that the care home option is the right option.
1: Thank you. And all very interesting and so useful. What are we going to talk about next time?
0: Well, I think I mentioned a few times, gave the clues that the cost, the fees the contracts, all the kind of legal side of going into care homes uh, is a really big and very, very important. It's a fundamental factor in that. And because of that, uh, we will have a guest speaker who knows everything there is to know about this and will share it with us. So it's mainly why are. Well, what are the costs for care homes? And there is a range, of course. Uh, Why is it so expensive? Um, Why do I have to sell my house Mm. to get into a care home? How do I go about, you know, applying to the local authority? And, of course, what to look in the contract in order to know that it is the right thing for me? Um, And other things that can help make that chapter in one's life as smooth as possible, in particular, l- um, lasting power of attorney. We need to think about uh, what happens if the person cannot make a decision on their own, who has the authority to do that. Um, and I have to mention wills, because, again, there are certain aspects of that, what happens when and if a person dies while they are a resident in a care home what happened to the effects, etc., it is important to have a will in place.
1: Well, Gabriella, before we say goodbye again, here are a few more resources for our listeners. The first, which we've mentioned before, cqc.org.uk. And if you're looking for care homes near you, as well as some statistics about them, that's the place to go to. The second one is the NHS. And if you go to nhs.uk, go to the search box, go to care homes, you'll find lots and lots of resources there. And the last one I want to mention is ageuk.org.uk. And they have many resources and offer a lot of help for those either in care or caregivers. You can speak to them on the phone or you can email them online. Until then, goodbye, everyone.
0: Goodbye, everybody.